Hello and welcome to Unheard Voices of Boston Presents Sociedad Latina. Today we are going to be talking about Sociedad Latina in the context of our class Unheard Voices, Deconstructing the Dominant Narrative by Inclusion. My name is Raika Vahabi. I'm a political science major and I was the team researcher lead on this project and I am so happy to have been joined by a wonderful group of people who have helped immensely on making this project come to life. Hi, I'm Lily. I'm an English major and a junior at BU and my role on the team was the resident writer, so filtering through all the information that we collected and really fine-tuning any of the written aspects of our project. Hi there, my name is Albert Kelleher. I'm a current senior at BU, uh, majoring in political science. And in relation to this project, my role has been as the major techie and also leading our presentation at the expo. Hi, my name is Catherine. I'm a junior and my major is Deaf Studies. On the team, I played the role of main outreach, which meant that I maintained all communications between us and our community partner, Sociedad Latina. Hi, my name is Kira, and I am an undergrad majoring in psychology. And my personal team role was to be the main communicator throughout this project. The presence of racial discrimination and disparity is both widespread and far-reaching, but simultaneously, these inequalities are often hidden from our view. The ways in which these issues affect the Latinx community in Boston are no exception. The Latinx community has been a large part of Boston's community for a long time. In the past four decades, they have comprised 92% of Boston's population growth. They are 31% of all children and 24% of all births. They are 20% of the Boston population, but they make up 14% of workers in Suffolk County. The Latinx community is only growing larger, but disparities are still abound. Latinx Bostonians comprise 10% of business owners, even though they make up a larger portion of the population. And it isn't just limited to the workplace. In Massachusetts, one in four Latinos will experience living below the poverty line. This is the highest rate of any racial group. This causes a detrimental effect on education. The education provided in Boston public schools fails to adapt to the unique needs of Latino students. Many students aren't taught and encouraged to pursue STEM at all, and that's the highest growing job sector. And many don't have good ESL programs that would work with them as opposed to making them assimilate. And lastly, many aren't given the necessary support to pursue higher education. This creates a vicious cycle. Low-income Latinx youth are discouraged to pursue undergraduate and graduate degrees. Not only do they not have the degrees necessary for higher level jobs, they weren't taught the required skills on how to enter the workforce. Essentially, it's hard to get jobs and it's hard to be treated fairly once you have one. When it is difficult to climb the economic ladder, ensuing generations face the same fate. We've begun to identify the problem, but what is being done to fix it? Or better yet, who is doing the fixing? We worked with Sociedad Latina, a nonprofit organization operating out of Mission Hill in Boston. Sociedad Latina is involved in community, community work that creates Latin leaders in many areas of society. 
Society Latina has been partnering with Latinx youth and families since 1968 to end poverty, inequality, inaccess to health services, and the lack of educational and professional opportunities within the community. The organization offers innovative solutions to the most pressing issues that face young individuals today. The approach celebrates diverse Latinx heritages and allows young people to create identities that deeply embrace Latin culture. The model emphasizes positive, creative youth development for those between ages 11 and 21, fostering a community that values young people and enables them to become leaders in their neighborhoods. The programming fosters lasting participation, positive interactions with adults, and cultural identity formation. The organization understands that offering young people a robust support network enables them to grow into confident, competent, self-sufficient, and proud young adults. Every year, Sociedad Latina serves 5,000 young people and adults, with more than 1,000 of those youth participating in high-quality, comprehensive, and holistic out-of-school programming across four key areas. Education, workforce development, civic engagement, and arts and culture. Considering the route of our preliminary research, we chose to focus specifically on the work they do in education and workforce development. In their work with education, Sociedad Latina offers three specific programs. The first is called their STEAM team program, STEAM standing for science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. This program is offered for mainly middle school students year-round after school and in the summer. The goal of this program includes boosting academic achievement, supporting STEAM engagement, building social and emotional skills, and helping the kids explore careers in STEAM-based professions. The program also has the kids get involved in addressing community issues through service learning projects using the STEAM skills that they've learned. The second is called Escalera, and this program starts in ninth grade. Escalera is an academic support and post-secondary success program that promotes on-time graduation and getting to higher education. It offers school-based tutoring and homework help, mentoring from college students, SAT preps, workshops on time management, communication, and effective studying skills. It also offers individual work with academic case managers in which they work one-on-one with students to develop plans for them to stay on track and reach their goals. The summer before going into 11th grade, The students participate in an intensive summer program for post-secondary success. Then, in 11th grade, the kids are entered into another program called Academy for Latinos Achieving Success, known as ALAS. ALAS is a college access program that supports students through the first two years of college with bilingual one-on-one coaching, test prep, college visits, application and financial aid support, as well as post-secondary guidance. This program is specifically designed to help low-income Latino students graduate from high school and succeed in college. As we've established before, education and the workplace are inextricably connected. Sociedad Latina lays the educational groundwork, but it also continues this work into its two workplace development programs. The first helps their students participate in internships after completing a work readiness curriculum which prepares students for interviews and resume writing. During the internship process, students participate in monthly career exploration activities, such as career panels and job shadows, and they also receive support from career pathway mentors in selected fields. 
After the completion of their training, the students are placed in internships with employer partners for hands-on experience, potential career pathways and network connections that will help them later on in life. The second workforce development program is called Imprende. This is an innovative 10-week program that allows the students to explore entrepreneurship and business by creating business plans, executing soft launches of prototypes, exploring post-secondary academic career options, and pitching ventures to a panel of mock potential investors. As a part of this program, they also offer an intensive six-week entrepreneurship curriculum. Both the educational and workforce development programs offered by Sociedad Latina are structured chronologically. The program provides students with skills they most likely would not otherwise have access to. Overall, this organization is doing vital work for the Latin community in Boston and providing a model for communities everywhere. All of this information comes from an in-depth look at Sociedad Latina's website. On the surface, it is clear that the mission and goals of this organization are well-suited for tackling some of these issues we've discussed. However, we didn't want to stop there. We contacted Sociedad Latina themselves and asked them to fill out a self-assessment. We didn't want them to simply repeat the information that anyone can find on the website, but talk more deeply about the work they do, who it impacts, positives, negatives, and more. We've already discussed our research about discrimination and disparity amongst the Boston Hispanic population, but at the end of the day, numbers and statistics do not always tell the full story. We asked the Sociedad Latina what they believe to be the key problems and disparities they see on a day-to-day basis. At the top of their list are access to educational and healthcare resources, lower representation in previous gate-kept professional fields, and mental support. They also identified students' difficulties in knowing what, they, what already limited resources are available to them. Language barriers, they say, are also a huge obstacle, especially when it comes to healthcare resources. Lastly, their educational program works in response to a large opportunity and achievement gap, especially the loss of learning resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic. There is a lot of crossover between our research and their own experiences, but there are also plenty of issues that Sociedad Latina has discovered within the community that escape the realm of statistical analysis. Luckily, the organization is doing great work to combat these issues. We asked them to tell us about the solutions they've implemented to help face these issues. In their words, they said, we employ young people through our youth leader program, which enables young people in our community to have jobs that are often limited or non-existent for young Latinos and youth of color. Secondly, quote, our health education program addresses the health disparities that our youth, families, and community members face, including bilingual resources, sexual health education, food justice, and mental health. Thirdly, quote, our education pathway addresses the opportunity and achievement gap by offering our young people the tools to take ownership of their education, learn about the college going process, and receive one-on-one coaching, uh, as well as achieve on-time grade promotion and graduate from high school. And finally, quote, we prioritize building connections with our families since families are the single most important factor in youth success. We support our families in their child's education through navigating the BPS system, understanding how to talk to teachers and administrators, and teach the best practices for graduating from high school and going on to successful post-secondary pathways. 
We asked Sociedad Latina how these solutions are working. We wanted to get a better understanding of where students start when they enter the program versus how students end when they complete the program, particularly in the realm of personal culture and self-esteem. Sociedad Latina explained that these baseline understandings are pretty low, hence their prioritization of cultural identity building, specifically through our Quien Soy Yo curriculum. This, according to the organization, helps to successfully provide the tools necessary for students to understand the importance of connecting with a diverse community, understand that culture cannot be separated from context, maintain professional conduct and behavior, and gain the confidence necessary to flourish in professional environments. The work Sociedad Latina is doing is incredibly important and inspiring, but it also isn't easy. We asked them what types of factors make their work most difficult and stand in the way of progress. Here's their answer. There is a continuous negative national rhetoric surrounding the Latin community and immigrants, which perpetuates stereotypes and stigmas. This adds to hardships placed on our youth and families, increasing mental health challenges and the opportunity and achievement gap, etc., Not only this, but being under-resourced is a huge challenge, especially when a crisis emerges and we need to pivot drastically to meet the needs of our youth and families. Their answers remind us of another important factor. There are real, live people behind the work that gets done at Sociedad Latina. So we wanted to understand how this work affects them personally. We ask them about moments they feel accomplished, defeated, and how they balance their feelings and the concept of taking work home with you. They answered, There is an incredible need to be flexible and open to adapting when working in nonprofits. All that Social Latina does in response to the growing and changing needs of our communities for over 50 years It's easy to feel defeated since the work is never done, but it's remembering that any type of youth development work is making a difference. But we have to recognize that the connection we have with our community, and we would not be where we are today if it not, if it wasn't for those that make up our Latine and Mission Hill Roxbury communities. We have been able to grow, adapt, and change because of our youth, family, community members, and partners. It is incredibly difficult to run a nonprofit, and I commend Sucia Latina for being able to do such a great job at making sure that their workers have good mental health support. Because as someone who has worked in a nonprofit, it can get tiring every now and then to feel like you're doing so much work for you know, a country, a larger society that maybe doesn't appreciate all that you do. And I think it's very important for nonprofits to view their employers just as important as they view the community that they're serving. And I certainly feel like Social Latina is one of these wonderful nonprofits. The goal of our team aimed to explore various issues, problems, and potential solutions surrounding the education and development of Latinx youth. Through our own personal experiences, independent research, and interactions with affected communities, we hope that we have produced a productive and constructive conversation about these topics. So far, we've discussed some background information and statistics, and we have also highlighted some of the important work carried out by Sociedad Latina to combat deficiencies in the existing education system. 
we have unearthed some ugly truths about the American education system and workplace. But we have also heard the voices of those actively working to combat this discrimination and marginalization. We know where things are in America, but we also have all the reason to be hopeful about where we are heading. As we saw today, there are wonderful people doing some of the most important work that you can do. And it's all to say that when you do such hard work and when you put in your community, you're going to see results that are wonderful and hopeful and all in all point to a brighter future, especially work that deals with the youth. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. I am so happy to have been able to do this project. Thank you to Professor Rodriguez. Thank you to Professor Shocker. Thank you to the BU Hub and the Cross College Challenge. We appreciate all the help that we have been getting in making this podcast come to life. And thank you again to Socia Latina for letting us shine a bright light on their important work. Once again, this was Raika, and I'm so happy to have been able to do this with my wonderful teammates. And I'm Lily. Catherine. Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure working with this group of students, and it's been a privilege to learn about all the inner workings of Sociedad Latina and explore all the good work that they do for this community. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed it and learned something new.